1: Welcome to TC Live at Roland Garros, our half-hour pregame show to get you ready for the night session in Paris. And some added luster under the lights as fans will be present for the very first time. Attendance increased to more than 13,000 during the day, and 5,000 lucky spectators will witness world number one Novak Djokovic looking to make his 40th major semifinal and 11th at Roland Garros. Taking on Matteo Berrettini, the first Italian man to make the round of 16 at all four Grand Slams. With that, we bring you back onto our Tennis Channel DraftKings desk. Steve Weissman, glad to be back alongside Chanda Rubin and John Wortham. One last spot remains in the final four. Chanda, initial thoughts on Djokovic-Berrettini?
2: You know, I think you know Djokovic has come into this playing so solid, and he's had. Some tests there, especially in that match against Musetti, but he got through nicely, just outlasted him. And I kind of wonder where Berrettini will start out in this match, not having played the last round, he's had a few days off. It's going to be tough to, right out of the gate, you know, be ready to play against Djokovic, but he's going to have to do just that, start getting the serve going, look to take opportunities, to step inside the court. It'd be interesting to see, think, what kind of start Berrettini gets.
3: What strange prep work for both these guys. In the case of Djokovic, you're the top seed, you're on the upper part of the draw sheet, and you lose two sets to a teenager. We haven't seen that. Djokovic outlasted him in five, didn't even get the fifth set finished, and in Berrettini's case, he gets a victory over Roger Federer. Oh, yeah, but they didn't actually take the court. So now he's had 96 hours off in the middle of a major. So I think both of these guys arrived to this match. Very strange set of circumstances for both. All right. Our Jason Goodall, Jim Courier will be on the call, top of
1: the hour. But before that, it's Rafa Nadal. He is awaiting the winner of this match. How did we get there? A 35-set winning streak at Roland Garros coming in. His longest streak was
3: 38 sets, John. And it was Diego Schwartzman who snapped it. Yeah, keep an eye on this score because we are. We had, a, we had a fairly tight first set. Rafa did his Rafa thing, but here we are in the second set, and you can hear the crowd. The crowd ended. Remember, they're, and they're here in full force today. They ended up getting behind Diego Schwartzman, who, as you say, Steve, he's beaten Nadal within the last year on the surface. He's taken a set off Nadal here at Roland Garros. He breaks him twice in this second set, and we've got a match on our hands here. Third set, both players. Calm down. We had a couple of breaks of serve swapped. Nadal ended up breaking Schwartzman seven times today, but Rafa was raffing when it mattered. For all wins that game, and now with a chance to serve out the set, he does just that. And this went in a very short amount of time to Rafa on the ropes. Did we have an upset? To boy, Rafa's unbeatable. Who can touch this guy? Because this fourth set was as well as I've seen Nadal play a set of tennis against a top 10 seed. Dropped zero games and only five points and advances. Extends to 35 straight matches, won 30 of the last 35 points.
2: But then in the in the game of four all, uh, returning uh, with the win helping. I think I played uh, a bad game there, and I know I'm gonna have a tricky situation, uh, saving to not lose the set. No, so then he played well. I make a double fall. Well done for him. Uh, he's a great player, so it uh, should be a very tough match. no? And I, I needed to play a little bit more aggressive, uh, and I think I, I did it later, so very happy for that.
1: All right, here is the draw. Just one spot remains. We've got Zverev Sitsipas on the bottom. Nadal awaiting the winner of our night session tonight. Diego Schwartzmann, by the way, just the third player to win a set-off Rafa in multiple matches at Roland Garros. The other two... Well, Djokovic and Federer, so not a bad club there. But Chanda, how was Rafa able to absolutely dominate in that fourth
3: set?
2: Well, I mean, you think about this streak. Was that 36 sets in a row? I mean, it broken. maybe a little relief for Rafa. Like, I don't have to worry about that anymore. But he's kind of said it when, in that post-match. He got more aggressive when he needed to. He started stepping inside the baseline just a little bit more, taking his balls on the rise, and he can still put tremendous spin on his shot, so it's getting out of Schwartzman's strike zone, and it was just too much of an effort to have to play the way Schwartzman did, point after point after point, for him to get up to win a set and get up to love. It was like the match, and yet you've still got so much tennis left to be played. Incredible effort from Nadal, just staying the course as he always does, not panicking. And that sounds so simple because we see him do it so often, but it's still incredible the way he can do it time and time again in these difficult situations against really good players. The Top
3: line is that Rafa Nadal is just an extraordinary player, especially on this surface. We've run out of superlatives, but I also think you raise a great point. Best of five sure helps the better player. It builds in that cushion. You can allow the opponent get hot for an hour. The crowd will get behind you, but eventually things will even out. Also, Rafa, Djokovic, they know how to pace themselves in these matches. So here we are. We've got a lot of unpredictability on the women's side. We'll get to that. But on the men's side, a lot of chalk. 105-2. That's Rafa's (laughs) record here at
1: Roland Garros. And by the way, every time he's been to the semifinals, he's won the whole thing. 26-0. Can he do it again? John mentioned the ladies, Coco Goff, Barbara Krejcikova, both entering on nine match win streaks. They took the titles in lead-up events, Chanda, and Coco started quickly, had multiple opportunities to take this first set.
2: Yeah, Goff has been impressive the way she's been ready to go in all of her matches from the first point, and it paid off here. Get up 5-3, couldn't close it out. It came to the tiebreak, another couple of set points. But Krejcikova stepping up with the forehand, she's got great racket head control and good pacing throughout this match and was able in the big moments to hit the shots she needed to hit. That's been a big change for Krejcikova in singles. So much confidence, and it was difficult for Goff to recover. You see the frustration there, not having capitalized on the multiple set points, being up and not taking that first set. And she let almost five games get away, a few more unforced errors. Krejcikova, to her credit, stayed tough but it got tricky and sticky right here golf made a mini comeback Thank but then so again much. the miss for chicova so solid closing it out at love there
1: so coco's run comes to an end but the lessons will carry over
0: i mean i'm obviously disappointed that i wasn't able to close out the first set but to be honest it's in the past it already happened and after the match um one of my, um, Enzo, my hitting partner, told me that this match will probably make me a champion in the future, so I really do believe that.
1: Me, Maria Sakri, playing her first career major quarterfinal, taking on Iga Świątek, riding an 11-match win streak, 22 sets in a row. That would come to an end.
2: Yeah, Sakri came out with the belief and the aggressive play in her game was serving well stepping in that time dictating the court she would do that yeah. time and time oh, again yeah. this was huge for soccer to take that first set she tried to make a bit of a stand in the second after having an injury timeout got her right leg strap but soccer did not get distracted kept playing her game and Time and time again, it was Sakri on the edges of the court, but still able to come up with depth and angles on her shots, the movement there. She played, Sakri, probably the best match of her career in one of the biggest moments, the biggest moment, and what a feeling that is for her.
1: Five aces, 26 winners. That streak is over for Iga. Sakri
0: wouldn't give away her secrets. I'm not going to tell you. (laughs) There's no way I'm going to tell you what I was doing. Uh, and I'm not going to answer if that was true or not, but, um, you know, every player has a way a way of playing and uh way of, uh, you know, just executing uh, executing the game plan. Uh, I feel like, you know, I have a heavy forehand, a good forehand on the clay, have to play with it. I served really well today, that's all I can say. Nariya did a good job with, you know... Um, playing at my forehand, which wasn't working pretty well today. So um, it's you know good for her that she saw that, and uh, she picked the good tactics for sure. So the
1: semifinals are set. By the way, Sakri has taken at least a set in 17 straight matches. The last time she lost in straights, Dubai, against none other than Barbara Krejcikova. On the bottom half, you've got Pavlyuchenkova and Zidanec. We've got the semifinals for you tomorrow here on Tennis Channel. For the first time in the Open era,
3: all four women here at Roland Garros, first-time major semifinalist, John. Yeah, Sakari, I just saw is the uh, is the odds-on favorite. But who I think honestly at this point, it's as much about managing the occasion. I mean, for one of these players, this is transformative. I mean, this is absolutely a career moment and it's going to be about who's going to penetrate the clay and who's going to you know who's going to serve wide but i think really this is as much about what an opportunity we can talk about all the upsets what an opportunity for one of these four
2: yeah we talked talked actually a bit about that in i think these last a couple of the these quarterfinal matches players admitting to the nerves recognizing that you know this was a big moment that they wanted to play well but it's that uncertainty it's it's wanting this match, but not being sure where you're going to be at the start of the match. And I think they've all weathered that storm beautifully. They've all worked their way through it. There's going to be even more nerves playing in a big semifinal, not just because of the bigness of the match, but because you know you have a chance, you know you can win, you know it's doable, and it's gonna be important for all these players to really stay clear to keep you know the goal right in front of them, take it one match at a time, literally, and we kind of say that as a cliche. But you know the little things, and I think Soccer was a good example of how well she did that in the teeth of the match. Just stayed focused, first serves, first balls, looking to step in, looking to be aggressive and play her game. I think all those players are in that boat. They've played well up to this stage. You just want to play well in these big matches.
3: I think you're right, and I think with soccer, you're 6-4, six, four, six, four, A lot is packed into that hyphen, mm-hmm. whether it's serving it out at 5-4, whether it's hanging in there when your opponent takes a 10-minute t- injury break and you're not quite sure what for. There, are, It's a really so well said, Shana. There are a lot of really little moments within a match, and the way those are handled, I think, will have a big bearing on who gets the trophy.
1: The defending champ's out. Yeah. Six straight year, John. We're going to have First a player. new champion
3: here at Roland
1: Garros. This is what we have on our lineup Thursday. The women's semifinals, but we start with that mixed doubles final. Desiree Kravchek of the U.S. going her, for her first major title. That's 6 a.m. Eastern. Tennis Channel Live, we got you covered. 8 a.m. Eastern leading up to the ladies' semis. Pablia Achenkova, followed by Krejcikova and Sakari. Well, when we come back, Chrissy Everett ruled these courts. But John Wertheim explains how her royal family is producing even more talent today. You're watching TC Live. Chanda, John, Steve, back on TC Live as we lead up to the night session at the top of the hour. Novak Djokovic and Matteo Berrettini, playing for that last spot in the men's semis. Well, for more than a decade, Chris Evert ruled the clay, and there was no red clay court on which she won more than Philippe Chantrier. But as John Wertheim explains, her lineage continues on the terre battue.
3: It was 35 years ago that Chris Evert won the title at Roland Garros, a spirited and emotional win over Martina Navratilova that marked the last of Evert's 18 major singles wins.
0: Madame Chris Evert Lloyd.
3: who was also a final burst of punctuation for all her successful years in Paris. In total, Chris Evert won the French Open seven of the 13 times she entered. Her career match record on the Terriba Batu 72-6, the envy of any player not named Rafa Nadal. While her success set the standard that persists to this day, let today's discussion be about another Everett, who has also quietly wielded considerable influence on this event and on the sport of tennis in general. We speak of Chris's brother, John Everett
0: push off the inside leg towards the passing shot.
3: A tennis coach for more than 30 years, John Ebert has had a hand and usually two hands in developing an extraordinary list of players. Andy Roddick, Jennifer Capriati, Sebastian grosjean Madison Keys, numerous NCAA champions. Start naming the players who have passed through the Everett Academy in South Florida, and it becomes clear you might be better off listing the players who didn't train there at one time or another. Keep your hands in front
0: of you, Madison, when you get up to the net.
3: Just consider the field of players competing in this event with the Everett Academy pedigree. Madison Keys, Lauren Davis, Isla Tomjanovic, Bethany maddox Saints. Then there is Jen Brady among the world's best players of late, who moved to the Everett Academy at age eight and trained there throughout her teenage years. Those players will gush about John Everett's emphasis on technique and persistence, his belief in quality training over time spent on court, his sixth sense for making players feel empowered to develop their own styles. For all his gifts for developing tennis talent, John Everett lacks the gift of self-promotion. Maybe that's a natural instinct when your older sister is a celebrity. And without the look-at-me instincts possessed by his colleagues, John Everett has never quite gotten the credit he should. But coaching, in all sports, is a business driven by results. And in John Everett's case, the results don't just speak for themselves, they practically scream.
1: Uh, those hard yards in Boca Raton have really set the tone for a lot of players of late. And, John, tell us a little bit more about John Everett
3: and his role in developing players. Yeah, I mean, you just go down the list and look at the roster, and the names say it all. He was actually in Paris with Belinda Bencic. They'll be working together at Wimbledon. That's just another player who uh, he, d- he doesn't advertise this. You're not going to see him on Twitter. He's not posting photos with players on Instagram. But you look at his impact on developing tennis especially on the women's side also a lot of college players too Mm -hmm. many to name this is not a guy who's gonna put his face on a t-shirt but this is a guy who's had a big big impact in developing tennis talent not just in the u.s but internationally certainly and his sister chanda more titles at roland Garros
1: on the women's side than anyone we heard Lindsay davenport say the other day when is she gonna get her (laughs) statue outside of chantrier like rafa what do you think about that
2: well when you talk about equity and you know the queen of clay we talk about nadal as the king of clay the queen of clay unquestionably is chrissy evert and you can certainly make the case for her getting a statue here you consider the number of titles but just her record on clay in general right you consider 125 matches in a row that is ridiculous and this is over a six-year period that she did not lose a match you cannot cannot even imagine she lost one then won like another 70 plus matches on clay you know you think about the u.s open she talked U.S. Open titles that she won on clay as well, three of those. So when you take the body of her work on this clay surface, absolutely. I mean, she stands head and shoulders above. And she gave Rafa credit for kind of being yeah. the best clay court player. But you figure, you know, she was being a little generous there. <laughs> I mean, she has, she was incredible on the surface, and that remains today.
3: You want to keep, keep going with records, why don't we, as long <laughs> as you bring up Chrissy. One major title at least for 13 straight Years. Uh, to go back to John, imagine that's your big sister and you're entering the same line of work, but, you know, not unlike we say the same thing about Pat McEnroe. I mean, they are in a considerable shadow that could obscure what they do, and they've managed to carve their own space the same way Patrick has an identity completely apart from John, John Everett has an identity apart from Chrissy.
1: So let's get that statue. Let's let's start start putting Chrissy in steel. Make it happen. (laughs) Plenty of space for it here. Chrissy Everett also winning three titles at Wimbledon, and that is right around the corner. Two weeks after Roland Garros' Grand Slam action back on the grass in London at the All-England Club. Don't miss nightly primetime coverage of Wimbledon on Tennis Channel beginning Monday, June 28th. We are moments Away from the walkouts, right behind us, Djokovic, Berrettini. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back. History at Roland Garros, the first scheduled night session with fans. Chandy, you were out there. The crowd's right around that crepe station, trying to get the Nutella crepes.
2: I am looking at it every day, Steve, every hour, because it's right behind <laughs> us. <laughs> it looks good, and tastes even better. Huh, a
1: perfect circle every single time. Our schedule on Thursday, beginning with the mixed doubles final. Desiree Kravchak in her second straight roll on Euros final. Made the women's doubles final last year. Then we got TC Live, 8 a.m. Eastern, one-hour pregame show. Getting you set for those ladies' semifinals Tamara Zedanchek against Anastasia Pavlyuchenkova. and then Krejcikova against Sakuri. Cannot wait for the semis tomorrow. Uh, John, I'll start with you. Who's gonna be in the women's final?
3: You had to start with me. Yes. I oh <laughs> man. I mean, I think you, you gotta go with the seeds. I put some premium on being a veteran, but I don't you know every every answer here has a counter, right? I mean, there might be something, Zedanchek. Just go out there and hit balls, you're doing great. No one thought you'd get out of the first round. So who knows? I, I would like to think one of the seeds has the better chance, but I, you know, trying to predict uh, from, from here on out, we, we've had no better luck in the previous five rounds. Uh, for the record, soccer, I believe, is number one with the odds makers.
2: You know, you you probably have to go with Sakri Pavlochenkova, right? I mean, they're the seeded players left. They've got a little more experience. I would not be surprised, though, if it is Krajchikova and Zdenchek. I really wouldn't because they have played phenomenal tennis, and sometimes when you don't have that expectation, you're able to play through, Mm -hmm. you know, new spots in a match. You're able to play through the nerves a little bit better. So, yeah, we're kind of on the fence there. Did we really answer the question?
1: Listen, (laughs) Zdenchek, Chanda, you've talked about her forehand. Yep. 109 winners off the forehand side. That's more than any man or woman so far at Roland Garros.
2: You know, I think, you know, she's up against Pavlia Chinkova, and I think she's actually, that's a good matchup for her because of how well she moved, how well she got around the court to take a lot of forehands, and Pavlia chinkova has got some real weapons. She can hit big off both sides. She's got a big serve. You know, maybe Zidanchek moves a little bit better on this surface. It's going to be interesting, but if the if forehand, she can get that firing Zidanecek she could make a tough day at the office for Pavly And
1: by the way, Barbara Krejcikova is looking to do something that hasn't been done since Mary Pierce in 2000. She's still alive in the women's doubles in the semifinals, so she could win both. That would be incredible. Time to check some tweets. What is trending on social media? We send out our
3: best wishes right now to Jeannie Bouchard, John, who is recovering from surgery on her right shoulder. Yeah, tough going here. She ranked 117, so she probably would have had to qualify. I, I can't imagine what she's going to do for the next few months, but she might have some downtime on her hands back in North America. We wish her a fast recovery. Former semifinalist
1: here back in 2014. And then Marta Kostyuk lost to Iga Sviantek in the round of 16 here. This was her prep, Janda, for the second round.
2: That's good balancing. You're you're working on multiple skills at once. The focus on the balls, the hand-eye coordination. I love it. You know, we're seeing a little more cross-training in some different ways for tennis. Keep it interesting.
3: More strength and coordination all at one time. That's that's really impressive. And uh, as you say, Steve, nice performance here. Ranked number 81 and got to the fourth round. So... uh, Maybe that has some correlation to playing top-tier tennis because she sure showed some good stuff here in Paris. I think we
2: could do that here. We need to do that at the desk.
3: You, yeah. you, you're all I over think,
1: it. I
2: think we could, Steve. You need
3: two okay. different stations, though. <laughs> you, you, you juggle. We'll do the core.
2: We, we can't do, do two of once. <laughs> exactly.
1: We can try it on TC Love. TC, TC Love. TC Love. Yeah. Yeah. We love oh. everybody here at Roland Garros. Minutes away from the walkouts between Novak Djokovic and Matteo Berrettini. The fans filing in. 5,000 max. It's going to be rocking inside. Philippe Chatrier cannot wait for this final quarterfinal in Paris. Welcome back to TC Live on Port 7. Earlier today, that's Leo Borg. Yes, the surname sounds familiar. Yes, he is the son of Bjorn Borg who won six Roland Garros titles in the main draw. And Leo taking on the top seed Jerry Shang today. It went to a
3: third set, John. Yeah, and let's look on the other side of the net, too. We keep talking about Chinese players. Why aren't there any on the men's side? Well, here's one. Born in 2005, top seed. This is Jerry Shang, the top seed against, again, you're playing Bjorn Borg's son. That's pressure on both sides of the net. Great match here. Uh, A lot of fight from... Borg, I'm not sure he plays quite like his father, but then again, the technology is not the same. The rackets aren't the same. The strings aren't the same. The, the, good same. Good the good court good. speed isn't the same. Um, a lot of pressure on both these guys, and uh, Zhang gets through. But again, we're looking for Chinese male prospects. There's one. Also, how about tennis families? We, we had Leo Borg out there. We
1: had the sister of Gal Yeah. Exactly. We had the sister of Veronica Kudermetova. Coutur- Coutur-
3: Kudermatova, very good. So
1: uh, yeah. fantastic to see, you know.
2: Yeah. The lineage, continue. We've well, got a couple of sisters in Fruvatovas as That's well. Right. They're, they're coming up. Brenda coming up and ranks. Linda. Yeah, so <laughs> definitely keep it in the family.
1: All right, let's break down our next match using Universal Tennis. Novak Djokovic, Matteo Berrettini. And right now, it is a heavy favorite. chat a 74% for Djokovic.
2: Yeah, you look at you know the UTR, the clay UTR in particular, and Djokovic at number two to number six for Berrettini. And, and you consider just the, the history that Djokovic has had on these courts, his success on the red clay, all in his favor.
3: That's a big number. I mean, remember, last night we had 51-49, and also Djokovic, you know, since Australia, he has not played his best tennis, picked up a title back in Serbia, but didn't have to beat uh, many top players. I'm surprised it's that big a margin, but Djokovic unquestionably the favorite.
1: All right, there's Berrettini on the right, Djokovic on the left. Remember, Chanda, Novak played a five-setter in his last match, and Berrettini had an extra day off.
2: Yeah, you kind of wonder how much that will come into play, whether positive or negative, in terms of, you know, how physical this match may or may not be. I think in terms of starting out, it gives Djokovic that advantage. You know, just being in more of a rhythm. We saw him back out here practicing, warming up before his match. You know, everything just kind of according to his norms. And that, for Djokovic, he knows where he needs to be and how he needs to prepare as well as anybody.
1: The final steps for these two before they take the court for the night session here on Philippe Chatrier. Berrettini getting limber before taking Djokovic for the second time in his career, first time on red clay.
0: Le premier joueur entré sur le court était demi-finaliste de l'US Open 2019. Il est neuvième mondial aujourd'hui. Il est italien. Voici Matteo Berrettini. Berrettini, some
1: big-time weapons. Can he become the second Italian man to take down a top seed at a Grand Slam in the Open Era? Looking around and seeing all the fans here on Philippe Chatrier that will be cheering throughout this match. And now the world number one.
0: à qui 80 18 en 2016
1: le A beautiful reception for Djokovic looking to become the second man in history to reach 40 Grand Slam semi-finals It's Djokovic Berrettini under the lights with fans Goodall and Courier have the call after this